for joining us again for another episode. We finally got Gibbo back. Mate, how are you? <laughs> well, I'm back. <laughs> uh, as we were discussing earlier, the, the, the Rambo thing really put me off. <laughs> they did me dirty. So. Rambo, Rambo wasn't the only one with PTSD after that one. <laughs> no, no. I was, I was very traumatised and disappointed. I uh, didn't sleep well for quite a long time after that. So. Prick of a movie. Did you, build any, did you dig any tunnels in your backyard to deal with the? Yeah, I've got a whole network. <laughs> It's a whole network. Oh, I thought it would be therapeutic, but it just made it worse. Oh, man. <laughs> that movie is fucking unbelievable. I cannot believe you've been out of action for that long. <laughs> well, I can't really blame it all on that. I just had, yeah, had the scheduling stuff and yeah. life, man. Life and, gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, and it was fucking difficult with all this COVID shit. And yeah, yep. It's all played up, but it's good to have you back in. And we've, we've decided to put one of the big ticket action films on the table tonight. 1998's Armageddon. But before we get into that, Gibbo, it's been a long time. Give us a bit of a run through of what you've been watching since we last heard from you. Uh, as you can imagine, quite a bit on here. I'll just go through it really quick. If you guys hear something you like, maybe just uh, maybe chime in. But otherwise, I'll just sort of gloss over everything. Uh, I did the Witcher series, which you know, I was a pretty big fan of. That was That was all right. Uh, watch Six Underground on Netflix. Like you. Oh. It's, it's just, <laughs> it's a mess. My son liked it. Oh, uh, my, my brain just turned into a puddle without oh, no. the way in. It's a disaster. There's, there's that just movie. no logic, Far no out. reality. It, I mean, it's, it's stuff blowing up, but <clears throat> little little boys like it, so maybe a little bit violent for him. I, I did get in a bit of a tune up from my wife without letting him watch it. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, we watched the series on Netflix called Working Mums. Um, it was more for Riley than me, I think. Yeah. I uh, watched the Matt Damon uh, movie Downsizing. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Well, isn't it? <laughs> it's oh yeah, that's weird, man. I, I didn't, I wasn't really a big fan of that. Um, watched Peppermint, the um, Jennifer Garner movie. Oh, what was that like? Uh, exactly what you think it is, you know? Because it was kind of like, like a Taken style thing. Into a hard ass. It's it's basically like a like a salt. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's exactly what you think it is, like a, a Taken movie, like a just yeah. Uh, Atomic Blonde, that sort of stuff. Shameless season nine, I watched. I'm, I'm out on that now. I've had, I've had enough, enough of those people. <laughs> uh, watched Jurassic Park one and two with the kids. They, oh, yeah? they both loved them, mm. um, which I was kind of hoping for. Number two is terrible, but they liked the first one. Yep. Uh, watched a, se- a series on Netflix called I'm Not Okay with This. It's got the the uh, girl from um, uh, it. it. Yep. Yeah. Sophia um, Lillis. Yeah, movie? Sophia Lillis. Yeah, that's the one. Thank you, Jared. It's interesting. Um, took a little while to sort of really get think its teeth in, but I'll be there for season two, I think. Yeah. Um, watched Polar, which is like a assassin movie with the guy that had all, all I remember him from is from Casino Royale because he he tries um, tears of blood. Mads Mikkelsen. Never think of his name. It's Mads Mikkelsen, isn't uh, it? Yeah, that's it, Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, it was it. Uh, Super violent, like hyper violent, kind of like a Jason Bourne style sort of setup. Uh, it wasn't too bad. Sex Education on Netflix as well. Oh, yeah. That was that was a pretty big hit in the house. Um, we watched that together for that. Got it straight through that one pretty quick. Watched Spencer Confidential. Oh yeah, I saw the that. Mark Wahlberg joint. Um, <laughs> it was pretty stupid. Yeah. Uh, very similar to to the you know Six Underground, just with way less sort of fireworks. 
watch the Tiger King and Last Dance ne- uh, Netflix docos. Yeah, I've got uh, that on my list. Yeah, I think we've all Tiger King one or no, Last no, Dance? Last Dance. I'd watch Tiger King as well, and I loved oh, them yeah. both. But Last Dance was fantastic. Yeah, Last Dance was really good. Now again, you know, guys that are NBA fans like us probably didn't learn a great deal, but there were a few little snippets in there that were just really interesting, and I think the whole thing was made really well. Mm-hmm. So that was good. The Tiger King thing was just like watching a car accident in slow motion the whole time. <laughs> just crazy that that's uh, their real life. Joe like, Exotic. Mate, I can't what wait to get start getting a few Joe Exotic impersonations out of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I've got, got my new facial hair, mate. I've just got to die. I've got to get blondes on off the races. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that mullet will suit you to a T. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched uh, Extraction on Netflix, the... I'm, I'm keen to watch that. Any good? It, it's got some really good stuff in it. It's 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 sort of like uh, a little bit more real estate. John Wick, like it, yeah, I don't know. They're, I think they're sort of setting up for a sequel at the end, but it's it's very sort of ambiguous. But the movies, it's got some really good set pieces in it, and Hemsworth pulls it off. There's just not a great deal of story if you're looking for that sort of thing. Mm. But yeah, no, it's worth a look for sure for action fans. We watched uh, Afterlife on Netflix. The, yeah, I watched um, that too. Ricky Gervais. Yeah, that's really well done, but fuck, it's depressing. It is depressing. I thought the second season was better. Yeah, I haven't actually seen the first one. Riley watched it, and then I came in at the start of season two and just sort of kicked on there. So Season um, one's more but, depressing than season two, fuck. Well, Jesus, I'm just going to give it a miss then. <laughs> yeah, it's like an uh, But, yeah, I mean, he, he, just how, how aggressive and mean he is to people, yeah. um, I did enjoy that part of it. Yeah. Uh, watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, finally. Oh, Not a big movie. fan. No, you weren't a fan. Nah, I loved, I loved Brad Pitt's character. The rest of it was just, just blah. It was very, very long, and not really that much was happening a lot of the time. I, I saw. I think I had pretty high hopes for it, and it just didn't really kind of get there. Okay. Then watched some absolute shit uh, with with Riley, just trying to find things to watch. We watched Night School, the Kevin oh. Hart movie. Um, it's horrendous. <laughs> then we watched the wrong Missy. Oh fuck! <laughs> David Spade one. Uh, there is some laughs to be had in there, but it's just ridiculous. Did find one good movie though on on Netflix. It's called. It's actually from 2014, I think. It's called This Is Where I Leave You. It's Tina Fey and Jason Bateman. Yeah, I've seen that. That's good. Yeah, I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was really well done. It just yeah, all the characters were really sort of enjoyable to be around. Like the, the whole family dynamic was good. So I would have I would have enjoyed it with like two hours longer. I think. But yeah, that one was all right. Uh, Uncut Gems. Yeah, I loved yeah. that. Sandler movie, that was pretty well done. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that a lot. And I thought um, Sandler was really good, actually. He was. He was really good. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, yeah, First Man. Finally got around to watching that. Bored to just death. I had almost no interest <laughs> whatsoever. I, I love Gosling and every. I think story, there's a lot there, but just the way it's made, man, is just a slog. Watched uh, Unorthodox on Netflix. Got a great Orthodox girl that's sort of tries to get out of the culture in New York. Uh, not usually my sort of thing, but it, again, really well done. Um, Black Landsman finally watched. Good. That was really good. Mm. Uh, yeah, I like that. And then The Catcher Was a Spy, the new movie on Netflix. Is that Paul Rudd? Story. Yeah, Kevin Rudd, yeah. That was Freudian, that one. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's really good, though. Uh, that was really, that was really pretty cool. Um, it's based on a true story, too. So, And then the last one, I finally got around to watching Heat. I'd never seen Heat before. Mate, I don't like Heat. I don't know why. I it's a fucking mind slog, it. Right? I, I figured out I'd actually seen little bits of it here and there. Yeah. Um, but I'd never seen the whole movie. But, yeah, it, it, 
it was basically because uh, Bill Simmons and uh, and and Chris Ryan and those guys always go on about how amazing it is. And I just don't see it. Yeah, like I'm one of the rare, one of the the minority who doesn't like it. I just didn't like it. I just found yeah, it was no, boring. Yeah, no, we didn't. It was, I, I wasn't blown. Like it's fine, but I wasn't blown away in, by any stretch. Yeah. <clears throat> if I am looking for a Michael uh, Mann film, thing, but I, I did want to mention to you guys too. They actually just did Armageddon on the rewatchables. Did you guys know that? No. Yeah. So they, they're stealing ideas off us already. Yeah, the oh, bastards. Right. <coughs> yeah. Well, I'll have to check that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I'll have to have a listen too. Yeah. So that's yeah. everything, so that mate. Was, that's that's a, it for me, though. That's a bit of a, a, a quick overview. Yeah, a bit dirty. It's yeah, yeah I didn't want to go in here. There's too much volume. They're trying to cut a slice in of, of our listenership. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the slice is still left after the uh, the poor sound work. Okay, oh, yeah. I, I'll whip through mine pretty fast. I didn't have a lot. I watched um, Trial by Media, yeah, the series on Netflix. Yep. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. It was a little bit, once again, like a lot of that stuff. It's really well made, but deja vu. This one was at least a little different because we're yeah. looking at it from a perspective of how the media handled it. Yeah, and their kind of role in it. Yeah. I found the, I found there to be a couple, a couple of really, good, really ones. good ones. Then there was a couple of real boring ones. Yeah, well, there was one about some congressman or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Wish this one would finish quickly. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I watched The Last Dance. As I said before, I watched The Dark Side of the Ring. Finished yeah. that season up. Same. Phenomenal. Yeah, really great. Some of them were great. Like great The last series. one was awesome. The one, the, the one that I really liked was the one about Owen Hart. Yeah, that was excellent. That was gold. Yep. I watched Jaws 2 and Jaws 3. Jaws 2 is a ripper for me. (laughs) Not quite a ripper. I enjoy it. It's nowhere near on par with the first one. It's all right. But they at least do a decent job of kind of keeping it somewhere in that vicinity and they're lucky that they've still got Roy Scheider, yeah, and all them, and we so have kind of somewhere in that vicinity. The third one's a fucking third stinker. Oh. And Ooh. I mean, in Jaws too, we didn't have to worry about sharks with personal vendettas and yeah. voodoo and <laughs> stuff like that. So yeah, Jaws three is terrible. Yeah, it is. It really drops the ball. Not there. even Dennis Lewis, Quaid. Not even Lewis Gossett and Dennis Quaid can save it. <laughs> I was reading something when he Dennis Quaid's response to be asked about it more recently was, "I was in what?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that tracks. Yeah, then he, I believe he then came out and said, look, I was coked to the eyeballs. <laughs> right. Um, I watched Onward yep. on Disney+. Plus. I really liked it. Yeah, It was same. really, really good. Yeah, I'm kind of glad, was, uh... you know, that kind of skipped cinemas or had limited time in the cinemas and then went on Disney+, Plus because of COVID. Yeah. Got an opportunity to see it straight away rather than, you know, yeah. six months down the track. Just Pixar creating another enjoyable world and nailing all the emotional beats and everything. Yeah. I thought it was great. Speaking yeah, of Dennis. that one with the kids. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely check it out, mate. It's worth it. Speaking of Dennis Quaid, I jumped on one that I'd always wanted to see, but I just thought I'd never forgot it. I'd never sort of got around to it. Legion? Does anyone mm. remember Legion? Yeah, isn't that the one with uh, Paul Bettany? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I thought the idea I'm sitting there thinking, this could be awesome. The cast, you know, Charles Dutton, Dennis Quaid, Tyrese Gibson, like it had a really good cast. It was fucking shocking. It was awful. Like the whole idea of kind of trapping them in the diner out in the middle of nowhere by the devil would have been great. Nah. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen the I've seen the like the title card for that one a bunch of times and I've always just skimmed over it. It never got me. It's just oof, yeah, look, I've taken the bullet for you. For both of you. I remember seeing the preview and I thought 
that. Exactly. So I thought that that seems like a really good idea. And, and then, then reviews came. The reviews out? were absolutely shocking. And then it <laughs> was in the cinemas for like a week. And I thought, oh well, I haven't missed anything there. So. <laughs> uh, and the last one for me was after watching the Last Dance, I went back and watched Hoop Dreams again. Yep. That is, I, I actually, the Last Dance is is better made, and. Very accessible because it's about people that we know and we saw play, yeah, and all that. But Hoop Dreams is, I think, a better overall doco style thing because it's fucking sad, mate. You know, like it's kind of the other side of that coin. Yeah. You know, Jordan had it, won everything. Yeah. These guys, one fucking, one mistake, one, one part of their lives didn't go right. And look at, um, you know. William Gates, like he could have probably made it, mm. but he, he blew a knee and it just didn't work out. And so it's kind of sad, but it, it's trials, just a really. Yeah, had trials with the Wizards, I think, but it was post yeah, it was, issues, I think. I think it was closer to when was when Jordan was there. Yeah, it? yeah. But, yeah, I really love it. I think it's a fantastic documentary. Yeah, it's always been a good one. Yeah. I have to go back to that. Yes, <clears throat> definitely. It's on stand. Go ahead, Jared. What do you got? Yeah, so I read through a couple of a couple of older ones with the kids, actually. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Honey, I Blew Up the Kids, and uh, The Three Amigos with the kids. Three Amigos. So that, was, <laughs> that was good fun. Um, obviously, Onward, we mentioned that. I checked that out as well. So I mentioned briefly that I was doing my rewatch of The Wire. So I'm about 10 episodes deep. It's just, like, hasn't changed my opinion whatsoever. It's mm. the best TV show I've ever ever watched it's just fucking fantastic and going through it again no different i've given it enough time that um i'm getting onto episodes that i've almost forgotten everything yeah. that happens so i'm getting a few shocks and whatnot yeah, again what even though i know too. where the whole story goes but yeah such a good show uh, where are you watching the coxie because i still haven't seen any of the wire uh it is on foxtel so you would probably be yeah, <laughs> you probably yelled at someone too many times to be able to access it at this point. Yeah, that's a hard pass. Between Foxtel and Ionet, I don't have a great deal of affinity for those companies. Yeah. No, although they, uh, I think Foxtel has gone with Binge now. Yeah. Binge, that Binge service is actually Foxtel. Yeah, it is. For 15 a month. So you might be able to get a free trial for a month and knock out the wire and then yell at them on the phone again yeah. to cancel it or something. Yeah, but if it's run by oh, Foxtel, yeah. it's I'm, probably I'm a very good chance of that. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the only chance I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm uh, in the last season of Gotham, about five episodes from finishing the whole thing, I think. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, it is, it's, it's, uh, it's been a bit of a chore because I'd not tried to knock out a couple of seasons just on the trot. So I'm getting to the point where I want to finish it uh, just to get to other stuff. But it's not because it's a bad show or anything. I actually appreciate some of the some of the twists and turns they took. Look, I've been I've been pretty clear that I think I really enjoyed some of the takes on the characters. Some of them they just fucked up royally. Mm. But it's an entertaining show. It's fucking ridiculous. It's crazy. Entertaining enough. Obviously Dark Side of the Ring as well. Yeah. Uh, Trial by Media, saw that. Started rewatching The Mandalorian, season one. Okay. Um because I really enjoyed it, and my my kids said, "Can we have a look at it again? We want to see baby. Well, don't want to baby Yoda. Don't want to yeah, go too far into it, but yeah, loved it. It's so good. It's just like a western. It's like an old timey western, um, but in the Star Wars world. So I'm a big fan of that one. Hmm. Some of the newer movies I watched, I checked out Lords of Chaos, which is the one with uh, one of the Culkin brothers about the band in um, Norway. I think it was where. Uh, the lead singer bloody the lead singer got murdered by one of the other blokes and who who 
Like it was just yeah, it's a it's a fairly famous story in was it on black stage? metal. No, it wasn't on stage. It wasn't on stage. But they were a black metal band, and yeah, the, the lead singer ended up being killed by one of one of them. One of the other guys in the band was involved in a bloody murder. Aside from that, like it's yeah, it's a pretty like it's a, a story you can you can see why it got made into a movie. Mm. The movie was okay. It wasn't very. I didn't love it. The performances were all right, but the story was just a bit kind of. Um, I don't know. It was just a bit sort of considering the the levels of it. It was a bit bland, and it kind of seemed to place one of the guys as perhaps he was just kind of acting and whatever. But I mean, the shit they were involved in was pretty seedy. So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of it. Serenity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how Matthew Bigotti and Anne Hathaway and even uh, you know Jason Clark got tied up in this nonsense. <laughs> Don't watch it. They <laughs> thought it was called Serenity Now. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It just popped up on Stan, and I I stumbled into it um, for some reason. I don't know. I caught up on an old one that I've been meaning to see for years, and Amazon did me did me good for Did you and put it on there. Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Oh, yeah. The old TV movie. It was all right. No, there's not a lot of slasher-type elements in there. It's got a bit of Halloween to it in the way that it's shot and the way that, that things go down, but you barely see the, the the guy that's after them. Yeah. So, But it was really enjoyable, very tense, good acting performances. I would check it out if you haven't seen it. Mortal Kombat, Scorpion's Revenge. Animated movie. Anime? Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Actually pretty good. They follow, if you've played the games, they follow storylines from the games pretty well. So I quite enjoyed it. And another one of my favourite movies so far this year, The Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Loved it. Oh, I loved it. It was, it was really, really good. Really good. Probably a little bit predictable in where it goes, but the story's very fresh, like an original story. And the, the chemistry between um, Zach Gottsagen and Shia LaBeouf was fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, I thought they did. They both did a great job. So I would check that out if you haven't seen it. And yeah, Riley's been wanting me to watch that one with her for a while. Yeah, it's awesome. I would, I would get on it ASAP. I think yeah, it's great. Definitely worth watch. And that was it. <clears throat> All right. Let's take a break and come. Here's the trailer for 1998's Armageddon. Life is short. I love you. Love is forever. Will you marry me? Gracie grew up to become a full-blown hottie. You're talking about my little girl, all right? But you never know what the future holds. Until it hits. It's a meteor shower. This new one you're tracking. How big? It's what we call a global killer. Nothing would survive, not even bacteria. The United States government just asked us to save the world. Anybody want to say no? You think we'll get hazard pay out of this? do it. They've made a few requests, though. Such as? Oscar here has got some outstanding parking tickets. Uh, Max would like you to bring back eight-track tapes. Not sure if that's going to work. Yeah, one more thing. Um, none of them want to pay taxes again. Ever. United States astronauts train for years. You have 12 days. You stick that in me, I'm going to stab you in the heart with it. On July 1st. Tell me you've never let anybody down before. Never quit yet. How's that? 
Earth's darkest day. I feel good, considering I've never been this scared in my entire life. Will be man's finest hour. I'm marrying you. You bet you are. <laughs> Bruce Willis. Billy Bob Thornton. Liv Tyler. Ben Affleck. Will Patton. Semi. Whoa! This is so much fun, it's freaky! All the time in the world. We have 18 minutes to zero barrier. Is all they've got. We all gotta die, right? I'm the guy who gets to do what's saving the world. Armageddon from 1998, directed by everyone's favourite action director, Michael Bay. Gave us The Rock and Bad Boys. <laughs> produced by Michael Bay, Jerry Bruckheimer, who produced Top Gun Crimson Tide, and Gail Ann Hurd, who produced Aliens and The Terminator. The stories by Jonathan Hensley, who wrote and directed The Punisher, and Robert Ray Poole, who wrote Outbreak. The adaptions by Shane Solano, who did Aliens vs. Predator Requiem, and Tony Gilroy, who wrote The Born Identity and Rogue One. Now, I'm not quite sure what that means, the adaption. Adaption of what? Like, yeah, you well, know, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> it's not a book. Yeah. And then the screenplay was written by Jonathan Hensley and J.J. Abrams, who wrote Super 8 and Star Wars The Force Awakens. It stars Bruce Willis as Harry Stamper, Billy Bob Thornton as Dan Truman, Liv Tyler as Grace Stamper, and Ben Affleck as A.J. Frost. The budget was $140 million, and the box office was $553 million worldwide. Now, the trivia I found was a strange one on Internet Movie Database, but it says that Michael Hutchins, lead singer of In Excess, was considered for an undisclosed role in this movie prior to his death in 1997. Right. I don't know how true that is. Mm. So... I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt, I reckon. <laughs> Do you just find the, the bit of trivia that sounds the least likely yeah. and chuck yeah. it out there? That's well, an obscure grab, it is, it, is. it is obscure. It is. I like it. Okay. Gibbo, tell us your thoughts on Armageddon. Mm. Uh, thought I liked it a lot more than I did. <laughs> uh, you, you really have to leave your brain at the door, like from the start. There is no logic or common sense in this movie whatsoever. You have an even like rudimentary understanding of how space works or jet basic physics or human emotions, leave it at the door because it's all fucking wrong in here. Yeah, luckily um, I like uh, even rudimentary no, like science. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that said, there is, there is some stuff to be enjoyed in there. Uh, a lot of the character interactions, there's some, there's some good one-liners. And there's some stuff at the end that you and I spoke about earlier, actually, that, yeah. that you know, that the heartstring stuff at the end. This movie is one of the only movies that gets me every time. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming it's something to do with the daddy-daughter stuff, uh, but holy crap, every time he fucking pulls his air hose, I'm gone. <laughs> so, um, yeah, who's like, who's I mean, pulling their air hose over this one? Yeah. You or... <laughs> 
Oh, it could go either way, really. But uh, <laughs> what you, what I think this is another one of those movies you, you think you have an idea in your head of how much you enjoy it, and then you, when you watch it as an older person, you pay a bit more attention, and, and some things just start really getting your goat. You're just like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'll probably still give it a maybe a three out of five with with nostalgia bonus points, but it, it's a bit of a mess in some spots. I mean, it, it's just so it's so disgustingly Michael Bay. I think after all the Transformers abominations and, and stuff like that, you just can't unsee it now. So yeah. I think I think it's done a bit of damage there, but um, I still had a bit of fun watching it. It's just yeah, it's not what I remembered, unfortunately. Yeah, look, I'd probably agree there. I remember when we talked about this when we were rating Bruce Willis's films, and we we <laughs> mentioned it was a silver <laughs> on a good day of gold. Um, yeah, uh, I'd like to rescind that. Yeah, though. I think we'd have to rescind that. <clears throat> I had a lot of fun with it. It's dumb as dog shit. But it, that's what these disaster films kind of were, you know. Like you, you're not supposed to be rooted in fact. I mean, if I wanted to be rooted in fact and drama, I'd be watching Deep Impact, which was fucking crap. So <laughs> I'm happy to cop it. And for about an hour and 20 minutes, the first hour and 20 minutes, I'm having a great time. I'm yeah. loving it. It's the back end where things struggle. They start putting so many roadblocks in front of them and having them so, like, right on the cusp of death and then we, we, we just get out of it and then suddenly something else comes along. And, and there are a couple of specific scenes that I just, oh, they really needed to have a good hard look at those, and they didn't. She's bloated, <laughs> she's over log, but with nostalgia, I still feel a three and a half for me. Yep. I still enjoy it. I can throw it on and be pretty happy to watch it. Mm. Jared. Yeah, look, I, I still had some of those same feelings towards it when we were watching it. Some of the scenes that I remember being great were still great. But as Gibbo said, you know, with, with some time and some more Michael Bay to look at and kind of pick what, what he does well and what he doesn't, you kind of you do notice it a bit more. For the type of movie that it is, the cast is unbelievable. It's mm. absolutely yeah. loaded. And, and a lot of the movie... That's what you love about it, like the cast just just doing their little little supporting roles and and whatnot. As Gibbo said, it's it's absolutely stupid. I mean, we've laughed over and over about Ben Affleck's commentary, you know, asking Michael Bay why that why they didn't just teach astronauts to drill and get told um, to fuck off. Get told to fuck off. But you know, that's that's not as the the strength to the movie is. Yeah, we've got a bunch of bozos who are going to get sent up to space, and that's why you—that's that's the fun part about it. So, as Gibbo said, you leave your brain at the door, and you you enjoy those parts of it, but it's way too long. When they get into space, I mean, there's a section of about half an hour where it's just one thing after the other going wrong, and you're just like, it just dulls the entire impact of even the good good ones, the mm. good complications. There's so many fucking complications that it just dulls all of them by the end and you're kind of just rolling your eyes. But, yeah, enjoyed it for what it was and we'll still go back to it for yeah. sure. Uh, three for me. Three. All right, well, you, you kicked off the likes pretty much by talking about the cast. I mean, it is a rock-solid cast. I mean, you got Bruce Willis, you got Billy Bob Thornton, Liv Tyler, Ben Affleck, Will Patton, Steve Buscemi, Owen Wilson, Michael Clark Duncan. You know, I mean, the Keith thing David, is, yeah, like, Keith, it's just stacked all the way through. Yeah. And all of them do the required job. Yeah. You know, you're getting pros who know what they're doing. I who, mean, Billy Bob Thornton is more than qualified 
to deliver lines like, you know, excuse me, sir, but it's a big ass sky. Like, <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's absolutely stacked. And I think it would be interesting to, it, it, it would be a lesser film with a, a lesser cast. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm That's a huge so. Will Patton guy. Yeah, he's he great. is just fantastic. Yep. Very underrated. Uh, I said to you earlier, I've got to give props to Ben Affleck. I just can't understand the hate that he gets as an actor. Like people, for, for certain stretches, you'd, you'd bring up Ben Affleck and people would just snicker. And you like, I watch this and I'm like, he's almost the best thing in it yeah. because he can do that comedic kind of smart-arsey role, but he's also a good enough actor to pull off the emotional parts that, yeah. that need to be done. So, yeah, I just I can't get the hate for, for him as an actor. So, I mean, he picked some really shit movies to do. Maybe that's that's what it is. People just associated bad choices and, with bad actor, but he's he's far from it. Yeah, totally agree. Don't have an issue with Ben Affleck at all in this film. Yeah, I, I think Billy Bob, for me, is the one that really carried it because he, he, he's the only one that actually has any sort of, like, grounding in reality. Even when he's got to say nonsense stuff, you believe what he says for some reason. Yeah. Um, and he's the only the one. the way he delivers everything. He's the only one. This, that's... this movie could just be a complete throwaway if, if you don't have someone at least making you think, oh, this may be at least a little bit serious. Yeah, he's, he's the only one that's concerned the whole time. Yeah. Like, everyone mm. else just has their moments of, oh, well, I'm just going to blow off some steam or do something stupid and, you know, whereas Billy Bob the whole time is like, we're, we're in some shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And... It, you know, Willis is given the tough guy role. That is, that is what his role is to be the guy with the chest poked out. You know, the man and all that sort of shit. Yeah, and he plays it fine, but it doesn't give him a lot of room to do anything other than kind of look, sort of, you know, toughly at the camera and yeah. spout a few lines. That's really the steely, the steely gaze yeah. with the furrowed brow while everyone else is losing their mind. Exactly, and it's his role's kind of meant to be the leadership, leadership role. And apart from a couple, he gets a couple of. Amusing lines in at points, but he's kind of been hamstrung a little bit. Um, so you've got to have Billy Bob with that side of the, the grounding side, but then you've got the other guys to play a bit of laughs and shits and giggles and that. Mm. And that, that's why I think it works. Yeah. Now, I reckon the soundtrack's not bad. I'm going to throw it out there. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I can go for the soundtrack. Um, depends on your feelings on I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, <laughs> look, I, I love it. And I'll get wrapped up in it occasionally. I love it. <laughs> I'm happy with that, with all the songs involved. I also like the actual score. Yeah, it's, it's the, the classic disaster type of score. You know, it's 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 it pushes up when you need it to, and all that kind of stuff, and it works fine. Mm. Um, and it does it does a job. You know, like some of those sequences without the score, you'd be kind. If the score was a little bit limp, you'd be kind of like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit downplayed. So it works for that that much. It's it's quite rousing. The one thing that I thought was pretty impressive considering it was made 20-plus years ago, the visual effects are actually quite good for the most part. Mate, they do, they do, do show some seams here and there, but it is, yeah, you do have to give it the, you know, it's 20 years old sort of, you know, a bit of a pass. Um, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, there, there's some bits. Uh, we won't even talk about the explosions in space, but yeah. um, there's, there's some stuff that, you look at it and you're like, oh, that's pretty poor. But, you know, considering how old it is, you've, you've kind of just got to take it. So, oh, it was pretty good for the time and, and sort of look past it. Yeah. Squint. Well, the scenes, like the scenes in New York, for example, they, I mean, they they don't hold up as strongly against today's work. But as you said, you know, you got to give it, you got to give it the credit for being 20 years old. 
and you watch those scenes and you're not just sitting there going, oh, fuck, I'm just taken out of the movie because of how, how bad it looks. It actually looks pretty solid. The effects there stand up. For- <laughs> I mean, a couple of the dodgy ones are like when the top of the Chrysler building falls off yeah, and some bloke yeah. just comes, there's a couple like, that you don't oh, want to look was, at. That was bad. There's a couple that you don't want to look at too closely, but yeah. Um, you know, there's there's movies now that that get made where you, you're more taken out by the effects than this one. Yeah, um, it still still holds up pretty well. Yeah, uh, under the so. circumstances, well enough. I actually like the opening media shower. It quickly establishes what's going on. It's an explosive kind of action-packed sequence before we've kind of got into the next phase. It establishes Billy Bob and also tells us how big the asteroid is and how long we have, all Mm. within the space of maybe, what, five or ten minutes? I wasn't a huge fan of the... the the bit in, in space of the ship being blown up. No, no, no. You, I think you're, once yeah. you once you start peppering new, um, the city. Yeah, I think they get into once it gets into the city, they get that stuff out of the way pretty quickly, and that's kind of you know that's not what we want to spend time with when we're walking into this sort of movie. So yeah. it's done effectively. I did, I did have some issues with the stuff with little Richie. Uh, oh yeah. How does that dog survive when a meteorite hits a bloke uh, like half a foot away from him? And also, yeah. what the fuck Everyone is Eddie vaporized. Griffin doing? Look, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, was okay. I was okay with Eddie Griffin a little rich. <laughs> I mean, I really loved the bit when he tackled Godzilla because obviously yeah, that was a that shot was at the, the you movie. know the movie coming out at a similar time. Not sure about. Uh, I mean, there is a there is a, a racist sort of. I mean, he calls the bloke a big pineapple eating something yeah, or other, yeah. and I'm like, hang on a minute, yeah. <laughs> like that, that's. But yeah, he's he's. It's kind of just one of those roles where you go to a guy like him to try to get a couple of laughs out of, I mean, we're not even going to write your dialogue. You're just walking down the street and this is what's happening. You just fucking, we just we just film you for a couple of minutes. Yeah. And I think for that sort of thing, he's okay. He's, he does enough. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was, I think him and Mr. Cooper were having a fucking competition to see who is fucking stuck out as <laughs> like a sore thumb the most. Well, I had a little bit of nostalgia seeing so Mr. Cooper there, you know, Mr. Cooper driving the cab. Um, yeah, but it sets the thing for me is you're getting those guys because you're trying to set the tone. Yeah. And the tone is obviously a disaster movie, but we're going to try and get a few laughs out of it too. We're not going to take it all too seriously. Yeah, and I guess that sets you're only a couple of minutes in. And you're playing that card. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, I actually like the, the introduction to Harry, Grace, and some of the team on the, on the rig. It was fairly quick. It had a few laughs. It establishes a couple of the characters really quickly. The look on Bruce Willis's face when um, she goes, when I got my period, Rock had to say, Rock had to take me down to Taipei and get me some tampons. And he fucking puts his hand out and he's looking at me like, what the fuck? He's like, I didn't. I didn't show her how to do it, Harry. I, I told her how to do it. And then he looks at he looks at Chick, uh, Will Patton, and he also has a look on his face like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is a specific part of that sequence that has not aged very well at all in, in my mind. but. It is very amusing, and you get the kind of, as you said, you get the relationships. You get Michael Clark Duncan, mm-hmm. you know, looking after AJ for a second, but then obviously stepping down because <laughs> Harry's the boss, and you kind of, you know, you get that dynamic very quickly. And you also get the 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 sort of the prickly situation between Harry, Grace, and AJ. Yeah, 
And I mean, the, the, the dialogue for the introduction of someone, like, we spoke not long ago about how Shocker was, you know, <laughs> dropping exposition and how it was just yeah. the way she, you know, he says, or she says, hi, Harry, or whatever, and he says, I've told you a million times to call me dad. That's the kind of line I'm pretty good with. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we get that information, but you're not just going, you're not just saying, oh, I'm your dad on the screen <laughs> or something stupid like that. Like, it's yeah. just, yeah, it seems more natural that way. Yeah. Is, and is, I- that, is that the part of that sequence you had a problem with, though, uh, Coxie, when he goes in and he's looking around and seeing underwear and uncovering yes. what he probably assumes at that point is his naked daughter? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a bit, bit grey. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk, I'll talk, I'll talk about it. Not the best decision. We've got, a, we've got a little bit. We've got a little bit to go into there. Yeah, yeah. you got something to unpack there. Yeah, <laughs> there's a sequence. It's a small sequence, but I just couldn't stop laughing when they're sitting around the table, coming up with ideas about how to take care of the asteroid. Yeah. And there's one bloke who's sweating profusely, going, uh, "He's trying to explain it." And then these other guys, we we land, we land the craft. We deploy sails and they've got these fucking things. I couldn't stop laughing at it. it was just, and he's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff's all pretty good because, as we said, you're not here to take it all too seriously. You're having a bit of a laugh. Yeah. And, again, they sort of establish pretty well that we're supposed to take the advice of that guy because, they, you know, Billy Bob says he's pretty much the smartest man on the planet or whatever. And yeah. after he's just said, look, you know, I know the president's advisor. We went to MIT, to MIT out, yeah. and I wouldn't trust the advice of a man who got a C-plus in, you know, whatever it was. Like that, Astrophysics. Astrophysics, that's it. And it was all – that was all pretty good. Yeah. And as you said – we're laughing. I mean, NASA's never going to pull that. You've got smart people working on this. They're not bumbling buffoons who can't fucking <coughs> explain their plan. There's the dumb part, yeah. but we're here for an entertaining movie, and that's entertaining. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really like the sequence where they're hunting down the team. Yeah. The government. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that, that it's really cool done to the whole cover of Come Together. Yeah. Um, Michael Clark. Yeah. Firing down on the Harley saying, come and get Papa Bear. <laughs> Yeah, I do like that. How do they all manage to scatter so far in the space of what must have been about 18 hours? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. And I'm not sure why they never really explained why Michael Clark was fucking leading the police on, a, on some <laughs> sort of manhunt. I think it was because briefly touched on later that some of them had I know, federal but charges. Or had, shit on but I'm, I'm sitting there looking at it going, okay, he's free. He's gainfully employed in a big business. I think if if there was anything, it'd be pretty minor, or he wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you push that aside again. I actually, I think Rockhound's probably the only one that really needed to consider running from the police, based on pretty much every single comment he makes about underage women. Yes, yeah. very much so. <laughs> I, Some untidy you know, shit in there. You know, yeah. the funniest one that I never really, I never really paid much attention to, but this time the one I found the funniest was AJ's fucking little oil business. Yeah. How proud he is of this fucking raggedy ass, <laughs> you know, second rate business. And it's that he's got like, his name all over it. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. And then the way that kind of Harry plays it, like, you yeah. know, AJ's here. There's like. only five things I need to hear from you. And then goes on his spiel. And Harry basically knows that, you know, I'll just fucking walk off and he'll be screaming, for, he'll be begging for the job. Yeah. The, te- the montage of being tested <laughs> and uh, psych tested and, you know, physically tested and everything to get through. Yeah. I always get laughs out of this. Yeah. There's a guy in the team. He's barely in it. I think he's called Nolan. Scummy-looking guy with mm. some tats on his hands. 
when they're doing get all getting enemas, <laughs> and the camera shows him hobbling out, bent over with a <laughs> with an enema bag hanging from the little thing next to him, and the guy goes, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Does this look okay to you?" <laughs> <laughs> and then Max comes past, going, "It's all tingly." <laughs> <laughs> I always get laughs out of that, and Bear get told he's, he's triglycerides are too high. Yeah, yeah. yeah he jumps up on the table and tears his thing off yeah. and starts dancing. <laughs> what a specimen he was. Oh, he's a big unit, that bloke. <laughs> I also love um, Will Patton blowing up in the room. He's like, I'm okay. Are you okay? And then starts fucking swiping the shit off the table. <laughs> I can handle what I'm going to do. I just can't handle the room. <laughs> yeah, that's all very funny. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's sort of. Uh, it it gives each character their little moment and and kind of establishes, you know, establishes who they are. It kind of establishes Owen Wilson as the bozo when he's talking about Jethro Tull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that whole sequence has a number of very funny lines. Like I I always love the, you know, one of them tested positive for ketamine. <laughs> yeah. That's for use on horses. <laughs> Some it's of these guys yeah, are pretty big. It's just a bit of entertaining fluff, but it's one of the best sequences of the movie. But Willie Sharp has the best line of the entire movie. When they come walking out in slow-mo, <laughs> and he's like, talk about the wrong stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about Keith David when he's running down the rap sheet and saying, you've left the, the, fate, of the fate of the planet, <laughs> what does he say, in a bunch of retards I wouldn't trust with a potato gun? <laughs> I mean, a little bit harsh from Keith, but... The man can deliver a lie. Yeah, he's and he's yeah he's another one. He's barely in it, but he he always does something good when he's on screen. He's always good to, good to watch. Yep. What else have we got here? I believe you're not a fan, but you know what the this presidential speech and the actual takeoff of the shuttles, it always gets me. It's to me that that stuff is shot and edited really really well. Oh, uh, maybe the speech is look, a bit shaky. I'll put it this way. The lead-up, including Affleck and Liv Tyler, you know, him talking about the animal crackers, followed up by Will Patton and his son, which gets me every time, and then to the takeoff. I, I think all that stuff is great, bar the speech. I was listening to the speech this time going, fuck. It's really, a bit kind of corny. He really went for the, yeah, he really went for the Independence Day presidential address. It didn't it, work. It just, it didn't work, I didn't think. Um, but. All, all in all, I'm, I'm very, very much okay with that, that sequence. I really, really liked all of that, really, bar the speech. <laughs> yeah, the speech is a bit rough. It, it, it's trying too hard to be super, super hokey, and it just doesn't, doesn't play well. The guy that's delivering it, you know, it's no Bill Pullman. No, so. no, you're spot on there, Gibbo. Bill Pullman <laughs> delivers with much less. Um, this guy kind of goes on a little bit. And it's trying to kind of hit these particular things, you mm. know. And it's so kind of, it feels a little bit contrived. The I like the idea, like the shots that it was playing over yeah. and everything. But yeah, the speech was a little bit too too contrived, too not as strong as as some of the other ones with some yeah. of the other stirring speeches in in Hollywood. Yeah, that's like, probably. I can true. understand why he'd be a little bit. Uh, you know, un- underselling of it too, because he doesn't even have a name in the movie. He's just the president. <laughs> yeah, true. He is just the president. He does have one great line for me, though. This is the anomaly at uh, fourteen hundred hours. This is the anomaly at uh, fifteen hundred hours, and he just goes, "Enough with this anomaly horseshit." <laughs> yeah, the takeoff is 
I mean, this is where Bay shines. Like, it's it's really, really well done. From the editing to the shots he gets to the way he does it, it's just all of it. It's, it's him at his, not quite his peak, because I still think The Rock is where he's, he's at his best. Mm. But some of the action sequences he does get away with, although chopped up pretty hard, they're still really, really well done. So he apparently oh, these are um, actual rocket launches too. Yeah, in fact, I believe they shot it in daylight in, at first, and then they didn't like it, so they went and did the next one that they were going to do. They had two launches in quick succession, and yeah, the second right. one was at night. So they did it. They came back. Yeah, this is what 140 million buys you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I didn't like that. <laughs> oh, fuck, don't worry. We'll go back and do it again. Can you bring that rocket back and uh, just launch it again? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, look, uh, Michael's asked you to bring that rocket back down from space. You really <laughs> need to do that again. Yeah, imagine being the cameraman that fucks up the focus or something. Oh, oh, sorry, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Michael. Yeah, forget about your career, mate. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, did you get it? <laughs> uh, sorry, mate, the uh, red light wasn't on. <laughs> He provides you bloody footage of something else from 40 years ago. Yeah, this is what it was looking like, mate. Yeah, but that stuff is gold. Like, that is where he is really delivering and playing to his strengths. Mm. And sometimes I think for this film, his style kind of works for a lot of it. There are a couple of sequences that I didn't like. He he, he kind of went a bit overboard. Yeah. But for the most part, I think he does a pretty good job directorially. Yeah. I find this entire sequence to be as ludicrous as possible, but the destruction of the space station, International Space Station, mm. the reason I say it's ludicrous is because, I mean, the guy gives absolutely fuck all instructions. Yeah. <laughs> he gives absolutely fuck all instructions yeah. about what happens. He just sends the guy down there and goes, I'll oh, pull this and press that. And, yeah, it's meant to be a joke, but it's kind of like, no, we could have done this a little bit more, perhaps a little with a little bit more realism. Yeah. That it just sparked, you know, a fire in the pod just sparked. It didn't have anything to do with the fact that AJ didn't know what he was doing. And I mean, the space station looks less advanced than the fucking walk-in freezer at the local takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, mean, I think we, we, we probably have a little bit of equipment on there that would be high-tech. I think they said it had been up there since the 60s. I know, but you, you, you conduct you maintenance. You think they've given some maintenance on it. <laughs> And also, you don't have one boat <laughs> fucking 18 months, do you? I mean, Not by himself. He'd have to be completely, like, they're saying he's a little bit unhinged. You'd be way worse than that. Oh, yeah. you'd be a loose unit. <laughs> you'd be right off your gourd, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think Surely. so. But I like it. I think it works well in the sense of how it plays out. Yeah. I really like the fact that, you know, We've got a man in there, you know, and they're, they're saying, no, 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 we've got to go. You know, it's them or it's all of us. Yeah. You know, and I really like that that sort of stuff. I'm not sure think, on the just hold breath or lungs freeze yeah, <laughs> situation. Yeah. I think I think it's the, I don't know, you detach the scene from the story because I think, again, yeah, the scene plays out okay, but in the context of the story, I'm, and, I mean, we're going to get deeper into this, I think there's a few issues there. Mm. But you're right. And, I mean, fucking hold, hold breath or lungs freeze, you fall out of the fucking hatch there and you're breathing the same air, mate. Like, you just, <laughs> you fucking open that thing. It's, it's uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of question marks on how that works. Yeah. But I think it's it's pretty frenetically done. It does start to get to, it does start start us into that, all right, we're in fucking real 
danger territory here now. Yeah. We've got a we've got a job to do, but it's going to be fucking difficult, and we've got a limited amount of time to do it. Yeah. So it starts that off, but yeah, as I said, I, I've got a, I've got some concerns around it. Yeah, I also like the the um, when they come up behind the asteroid mm. and they 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 start to try and land on it, and I it get it it does actually get the emotions running when the independence gets hit, you know, and you realise that's. These guys are fucked, you know. Or, yeah. Well, the, the 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 assumption is they're all stuffed. I mean, Blind Freddy can see one of them's going to go down. Yeah. Like, as soon as they said, we got two ships. Two ships. Actually, <laughs> like one of them's going to go. One of them's going to go down. But it, it's done well. But it is. It packs. It packs the weight when yeah. when it's happening. It does pack the kind of emotional weight that you kind of that you want. Yeah. Agreed. And shot well. Special effects are really good. You know, mm-hmm. all that stuff's done done really well. Uh, what else have I got? Okay, I got a I got a good and a bad on this. I like the idea of secondary protocol. Yeah, and having to fire the nuke when you've only got a window to remote detonate it. Yes, I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah, but I've got some negatives. Yeah, <laughs> some negatory on that one. Agreed. Again, <laughs> sort of removing it from the story. That couple of minutes plays out fairly well, um, but in but yes. in light of where there's we are, there's a lot of buts here. Yeah, which we're gonna, I'm sure you're gonna tear into. <laughs> oh, there's a couple <laughs> that I'm gonna lie to slipper in. Yeah, again, it's sort of they've got this, they've got the time frame that's been running for the whole movie slowly running down, but then they introduce this angle of, oh, hang on, we've got this other time frame, which should work and does. Briefly. Yeah. yeah. Rockhand riding the nuke. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> I always laugh. He just wanted to feel the power between his legs, man. <laughs> this is where we talk about, you know, the actors getting it done for you. Yeah. Like, that. that's a nothing. It's its nothing. But Steve Buscemi's, I mean, I was giggling just about every time he said something when he's going through that space Mate, dimension. William like, when he delivers the best, though. Get off the nuclear... Weapon yeah. <laughs> now, but I also, you know, when he turns around and he says, "Hey, oh, I can't remember his name," Sharp. he says, "Hey, Sharp." And Sharp turns around, he's there, he goes, "No, no, no, no!" I even laughed at that, <laughs> yeah, just because of Steve Buscemi. I mean, he's a strange-looking unit, yeah, and a, and a funny man. So yeah. he managed to get a laugh out of me out of something that really could have just been absolutely nothing. Totally agree. Again, I don't know whether this was that played out that well. You had to do it, and I was kind of okay with the destruction of the armadillo in Harry's crew mm. because, A, you had to get rid of characters. Max had to go. Yeah. And you had to then put the whole thing of the the mission's over. Yeah. Again, you knew it was going to happen. Like... There was no as soon as they split up, but the armadillo survived. You were just waiting. You were like, "Oh yeah, this drill's gonna gonna go, or something's gonna go wrong." It went very wrong, um, which was a bit of a shock in some ways. But yeah, you knew it was gonna happen again. But I was okay with that. I was all right with the some of those complications there. A little bit bloated, but okay. Yeah. Yep. What about uh, drawing straws? Uh, Where did you land on that? Look, I was okay with that, but because they're all sort of 
rah-rahing about how they were all going to do it. Yeah. Which was kind of silly. I think you could have got around it maybe by a couple of them basically being, I don't want to do this. (laughs) I I don't want to do this. Yeah. Which it seemed like they were sort of starting with that. But then, yeah, everyone was okay with it. The way that it ends up, I was pretty happy with. Yeah. From there to, you know, obviously we know what happens with Willis and and, uh, Ben Affleck. But, um, yeah, the drawing of the straws, I didn't know whether I had it as a like or not. I think eventually I did have it as a like because, again, the actors were strong enough to get the emotional parts out of the scene that you wanted. Where do Um, you sit on it, Gibbo? All the stuff you guys are saying is good. It's fine. Like the, the the stuff that gets put in everyone's way is fine. My issue with, and we'll obviously get to all this stuff a little bit later on, but just how everything is resolved. There's some of the ways they get around things, and mm. you know the the windows of time that they sort of had supposedly where they could communicate with Earth. It all gets ignored later on. It's like these, there's these big issues, and then later on, it's just like they never existed at all. Yeah. Um, oh, don't worry. About we've, we've got I, I plenty mean, to I don't say know how else you would resolve that. Like, obviously, it, it, someone needed to do it, and no one wanted to. So, um, yeah. You know, I think they're all sort of puffing their chest out, saying, "I'd be honoured to do it. And this is my job." All that sort of shit. Well, but, I guess the problem yeah. you've got, haven't you, is if Willis, who you would expect, would be the one as the leader, if no one else wants to do it. Surely your leader's stepping forward and saying, I'll do it. I think you should. Yeah, but then, so then, you know, then but you need Affleck. Saying, I, 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 I can't think, let you do that. I yeah. think it should have played out that Willis was the one that didn't want to do it. Yeah. He wanted to get home to his daughter, but then when AJ pulled the straw, he had to. That's what changed his mind. Yeah. Yeah, that could have worked. Because I think. Um, yeah, that's better. Again, the scene works for me because, number one, you get a little bit of comedy from Peter Stormer who kind of rips into it like, I'm not going to go back. And then everyone else is kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and Rockhound going, I'm, I'm, de- I'm glad to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and Will Patton sells the relationship with Harry, the yeah. amount of respect he has for Harry, which is why he's in. Yeah. And Affleck, when he actually pulls the straw, you get a second where it's on his face like, yeah. shit, I don't want to do this. Yeah. But. I think yeah, I would have liked perhaps to see, as you said, introduce a little bit of a little bit of a flaw in the hero that the hero's fucking scared too. Yeah. Rather than the yeah. whole way through, he's the man that never misses a job. You know. The I never- guess. I guess that's the problem with one of the problems with this film, and I'm sure yeah. we'll get into it. Is Stamper is he's just a man. Yeah. For all seasons. <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> I put the scene as a like because it got it got. The emotions out of me, yeah. Even with the 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 shit around it that I wasn't a big fan of, and that shit is sold down downstairs. Yeah, when Willis pulls his air hose, yep, pushes him back in, and then speaks to him from the outside, and, and a couple says, of sequences that Liv Tyler, yeah, has with Billy Bob and the other people in the space station also kind of sell it. Yeah, they they give you the the what's at stake here because she's fucking holding it together. But she has those little moments where she is allowed to fall apart and you see her fucking torn up yeah. by having lost a- – she thinks lost AJ okay, and all yeah. that sort of and stuff. her father's about to go too. But the actors sell it there. Yeah, that, that's what, that's so. where that lives because that, that could have been super corny. Hmm. That whole sequence where he's talking to him from outside and saying, I, you know, I've always saw you as a son. Yeah, and, and is a little bit. Yeah. But I, I am a fan of it ultimately. Yes, yes I'm, I'm for that. That that gets you your emotions high, doesn't it, Gibbo? Oh, that 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 bit, yeah. When, when Harry pushes him back in and said, "Yeah, you know, oh, sort of the son I never had," and 
just take care of my little girl, and Affleck's just losing his shit. Yeah, the the, the, the old uh, the old golf ball goes into the throat. <laughs> I told you I was fucking tearing up when the president was speaking. You were only fucking an hour in, wasn't I? Like, yeah. Now no, you, you need to have a good long hour. That, that's not the part. You're wasting tears there. You'll save that shit for later, Axe. But the problem is, there's about four times where I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> his films. Yeah, oh, Steve Buscemi separated from the stripper. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Um, yes, and, and I agree with you. When um, Chick goes to see his ex-partner or ex-wife or whatever and tells her oh. that's that hits again because of how well it's acted. Well, that's you know what? that's That hits for me now because, number one, as you said, he's such an underrated actor. He's a really, really good actor. And number two, it's held more weight because this is the first time I've watched it since I've had my own kids. Mm. And now you kind of get the emotions around it and I'm just like, I cannot imagine not being able to see your child. Yeah. And the, the look on his face when the, the little son walks out mm. is just like, oh, fuck, that, that gets me. That's got me. It hits. You know? It's hard. Yeah. yeah. It changes your whole movie watching experience when you've got kids. It does. It changes the whole of like, pretty much every story has some component about parenthood or yeah. I mean, fuck. that sort of stuff, and it changes the whole complexion <laughs> of the movie. Try watching Pet Cemetery these days. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That, that one really, that movie is far more horrific than it ever was now. Yeah, yeah. I actually think the the scene between Harry and Grace, um, where they talk to each other for the last time, is actually quite sweet. Yeah, and it, it is. works really well. And again, the actors, there's emotion there, mm. um, and it, it works. You know, again, there's a bit of corny, a bit of corny there, but again, the actors sell it. And that's also, important. plenty of credit to Liv Tyler again. I, I wasn't, um, I never recalled her. Being a, a huge part of these scenes, but she's she's actually very very good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I thought it, I thought that was at the start of the movie. Like one of the first things I wrote down was like Liv Tyler is terrible. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, in the early parts of the movie, she's just really like just really wooden and just it feels like just line readings. Yeah, I um, agree with that. In, the, in sure. the last couple of bits, like the stuff with with uh, when she's talking to Billy Bob about you know what she might lose or, or all that sort of shit, and then when she's talking to her dad, like. The, at the end, she brings it in, but at she the does. start, she's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, agreed. My final like for me is I just like the finale there where he picks up the detonator and he says, we win. Yeah, yeah. And it goes, it does that whole flashback thing of him yeah. seeing his daughter and everything for a few seconds and then yeah, everything yeah. blows up. I, I, you know, that's where, the Michael, that's where the Michael Bay fucking hero ball sort of yeah. mentality actually lands. Yeah, it lands all right. Yeah. I don't, look, I may have gone, oh. <laughs> 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 That's unconfirmed at this stage. <laughs> but the, the the whole thing, the landing sequence. I mean, that is so. It's so the the combination between tugging at the heartstrings while maintaining this comedy element. It's so good. Like you have Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler. You have Will Patton and his son, and then you have Rock here. Yeah, Rock here. Stripper. stripper. I want to have babies. <laughs> it's it's funny because. Again, those things could they can ride the knife's edge between tugging at the heartstrings and poking at the gang yeah, yeah, at yeah. the same time. Yeah. But this the only one that doesn't really land is Sharp saying to shake the hand as the, the bravest man I've ever met. Yeah. That that's that's corny as all fuck. Yeah, that was that's, probably that, I would have got much. rid of that. I would have just had him nah. walk past and, and nah, you that's loved it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's good. 
legitimately or are you being facetious? No, I'm being serious. No, that'd be good. Go, look, your old man's a hero, but he's also kind a of a bike. bike. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, yeah, he had to have something, but the line was almost one of those ones where. You could go to the movie and it could be on silent and you could almost say exactly what he said. Yeah. You think, you know, what's what's the first line that would pop into your head and that would be it? Yeah. I also, sorry, to finish off, I do like the fact that they have the, the wedding sort of over the credits at the end there and they have yeah. all the pictures of them, the dead astronauts. That, that, that was uh, Affleck insisted on that. It actually originally wasn't the case. And oh, then really? he came back to Michael Bay and said, we need to do this. Yeah, I thought that was really nice. I would really have liked nice to have seen. Um, I would have liked to have seen the Bucks night, so we could have seen Bear fucking ripping the kid <laughs> off and start. You know, I'm alive! <laughs> dump it up on the table and dancing again because yeah. that was one of the biggest. Imagine Rockhound on a Bucks party. Oh, though. man, <laughs> he would be a loose cannon. You would suggest oh, on a Bucks night. I think so. Yeah. 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 All right. Has anyone got any other likes you had in there? Nothing specific, mate. No, I think. Uh, yeah, I think you pretty much the summed them up there for what I had. All right. Dislikes. Get into it. We've talked about the actors and we've talked about that these two specific actors being quite good, and they were, but Billy Bob and, and Liv Tyler don't really get a lot to do in the big scheme of things. Billy Bob does for a while, but as they get up in space, it kind of – Obviously, shift it goes to, to the, they shift to the teams, yeah. as you would. But, I mean, there are times where Liv Tyler's just laying there, like, sitting in the office, in a darkened office, laying on a, on, a, on a table, basically. So there are points where they are just almost cut out of it. Yeah, outside of the, outside of the, um, the remote detonation, detonation stuff, yeah, Billy, Billy Bob gets sidelined pretty heavily. I know the FBI kind of take over or the government take over, but still, you could have had a bit more of him, I reckon. Keep him in there? Yeah. But then again, we're talking about trimming. <laughs> yeah, well, shit. <laughs> trimming, that's, 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 you, you bring that up. The movie is far too fucking bloated. Yeah. Way too bloated. Two hours 20. It could have been, it could have, well, it's two hours fucking. It says well, 2.30, 20, but the, by the time the credits hit, it's 2.20. But it could have been two one forty five. I reckon it could have been, I would have been happy with, yeah. One hour fifty, something yeah, like that. Easily. There's a lot of the there's a lot of the stuff down the stretch that we, we were we we're going to talk about and we'll bring up that that could have just gone altogether. I think. Yeah, I reckon. Or some of it. There's a sequence on the oil rig, you know, where the oil actually. Yeah. They hit oil. Yep. That's poor, very poorly directed. I mean, you cannot see what's happening. There is shaking cameras left and right. There's shit flying everywhere. There's people diving off things <laughs> as oil spurts and fire goes behind them. Yeah. And I'm like, how the fuck has this happened? The whole bloody rig would be on fire. <laughs> yeah, look, I, um, I'm i not an experienced oil driller, so I'm, I'm not sure exactly what was going on there. But, yeah, it wasn't wasn't one of the most memorable no. scenes. My Definitely. biggest. I mean, if, you, if you're worried about fires on an oil rig, they probably you're probably not like stomping around shooting a shotgun at all the yeah, all the, <laughs> yeah. all the oil barrels either. Exactly. exactly. I, I actually think uh, we'll get to that one now. That scene has aged extremely badly. Yeah. I, I obviously when I first saw this, I was a fucking what seventeen year old seventeen year old kid. You know, obviously a bigger bozo than I am now. I have learned a couple of Definitely. things in those years. But the sequence of him, as Gibbo mentioned, you know, staying in AJ's room and then pulling the covers back and whatever, 
it's the first time I watched it this time going, Liv Tyler is your very adult daughter, yeah. mate. Like, you need to fucking pull back on that yeah. sort of shit. Step back out of there, yeah, she's brother. Not 15. Yeah, yeah. Like, Get out of there, Bruce. <laughs> my recollection was of them being very young. Yeah. But they're not no. quite that young. No. They're in their 20s. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. And by extension, you know, Michael Bay's, I mean, he's been criticised for his treatment of women and whatever, and I never really was looking that deeply for it. But this one, it's front and centre with sequences like that, with the sequence where the bird walks in and says to the bloke, your dinner's ready or whatever. Yeah, and he gives and it. And he a- says, give me the book. I'm just getting inside. Get the fucking book. Oh, get yeah, the book. Yeah. It starts like ranting like a lunatic, which yeah. is essentially what Megan, Megan Fox said Michael Bay does on the set. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, oh, wow, this is, like, this yeah. is pretty bad. There's a couple of those so sequences that don't work. All, like I think very poor. Yeah, when you when you see them together with Michael Bay's whole filmography, you're like, he really does have issues with with how he crafts the women in the movies. Yeah, he actually does have. And again, it comes back to Liv Tyler there. having very little to do in the film as well. Yeah, yeah, because it's all about. And again, what I was saying about Harry, and I'm not knocking Bruce Willis's performance or anything like that. All I'm saying is the guy is just a man for all seasons. Like, there is nothing Harry Stamper can't get done. No, exactly and right. To me, what you said would have been the perfect tonic for that. He's up on the rock. They've got to blow it, and at the at the you know at the point of having to do this heroic thing, he actually says, "I, I don't think I can do it." Yeah, I'm afraid to do it. Yeah, and that would have humanised the bloke. And Willis has always so. had a lot of those action roles where that's what they've done. Yeah, they've given him a human element, but this is his least human. <laughs> well, maybe he's fucking subhuman. <laughs> maybe Willis has a, a, a Rock slash Vin Diesel style contract where you know a points system, but there's points on how <laughs> on particular emotions that he can show. You can only spend yeah. five points yeah. or something. Look, like I can that. only cry once. Look. That is where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> One time, you've got five points to spend. You spend four on Steely and, and you know strong yeah. resolve. No, 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 go. Listen, we need you to be um, scared. You've spent all your points yeah. on Steely. Yeah, that'll cost you three points. You've only got two to spend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. It's no surprise that this is the kind of movie he was put into. Yeah. You know, because he, he produces that kind of steely, tough guy sort of stuff well. But I just felt they could have humanised him because he's, he's like a robot. Like he's like a Terminator. Yeah. Like there's nothing that can possibly shake the guy. Yes. I mean, fuck, this is the sort of thing Arnie could have been. He <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was actually originally... Uh... They had Arnold, Arnold in mind for that role. Did they? Oh, <laughs> I would have loved that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a real thing. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. Imagine Arnie to, trying to deliver that monologue about when they're, they're fighting over the nuclear weapon. <laughs> <laughs> what about this? Glassy, get your claws. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Oh, it's good to have you back. <laughs> but even the even like the fact that Harry thinks he can you know, cruise around and actually shoot a shotgun at one of his staff members yeah. in front of all of his other staff, uh, like he wasn't trying to scare him. He was trying to hit him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like there's bits where if Affleck doesn't fucking dive on the ground, his oh, head's gone. I guess they're trying to play that off as funny, but it's not particularly That's not amazing. funny. 
It's only funny in the deep south well, of the state. It is. That's, it's that's, kind of. They're like, yeah, that's how you do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's kind of. It's kind of funny when you're seeing it happen. But again, it's this whole thing that I was saying before. When you place it in the story, it it's terrible for Harry's character. It's terrible for um, <laughs> as you know, as you said, Gibbo. He's actually trying to kill someone. The issues with his daughter and the yeah. fact that it's it's his daughter's you know making her own choices and he's fucking fuming at that. So he's going to shoot someone over it. Like yeah, yeah. she's got no agency whatsoever. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's ridiculous. It's it, yeah. The only redeeming part is is the the way that she sort of stands up to him about it and the way she frames it. Like yeah, definitely. I just don't care. Like and he's like, oh, well, this is going to happen. She goes, cool. I quit. Like. Yeah, yeah, she's trying to do the right thing, so that they are—they do know that it's that it's problematic. But uh, yeah, exactly. Still, yeah, no, it's, it's not real good for Harry. It's sort of like I, I was looking at that, and I'm like, yeah, I'm glad they she got the opportunity to fire back. But even with that, they still make Harry look kind of like king shit and heroic for yeah. doing that. Yeah. So yeah. even though she gives him, you know, she gives him a verbal spray, he just kind of shakes it off and gets back to his cool lines and I'm the boss and yeah, let's, yeah. let's let's get the job done because I always get it ju- get it done, you know. I know this isn't the movie for that. I, I get that. I get that Harry's, like, meant to be the man and we're supposed to support him and he's supposed to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. But I just felt that, that those sequences don't help him. Yeah. The starters. And then we don't do anything to try and humanise the guy. Even, if, mm. even though we do get some sort of emotional stuff out of him at the end, he's still the man. Like, yeah. he's still doing the things that everyone expects. Correct, and I mean, let's not forget that we open it with his hitting hitting golf balls at Greenpeace. <laughs> I mean, the guy oh yeah, forgot all about that part. Look, I laughed. I'm laughing at it, but did we need it? Is that Michael Bay's personal politics coming? I don't know. In? I, I don't think it is. Know. Um, I'll tell you what. I've got a bugbear with um, chick's ex wife or partner. Yeah, she jumps on the wagon real quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've the got, guy was a scumbag. <laughs> we've got orders in place. We've got things in place. Uh, by the by, the sound of it, court court ordered stuff that you can't see your child, and then we're racing down the runway like, yeah. two days later. Oh, we see him on TV, and he's a fucking awesome bloke. <laughs> <laughs> That's not working for me. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great. You'd, you'd be like, oh, thanks for saving the world, but you're still a shit dad and a shit partner. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't change. Like, I think we're to assume that he's gambled away most of their money. Yeah, I can only assume. I mean, they obviously don't go based on his craps table affinity. Yeah, yeah. he's in, in at the craps table, so I appreciate. That. Yeah, but now he's going to have unlimited money to fucking well for a week anyway to, to be throwing on the craps. Table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone's paying for that. I love that when you think about it too. Like, if he could have asked for anything, he wanted the the week at the fucking at Caesar's Palace in the presidential suite, or it ended up being. You know what he could have asked for? Free college for his son and a house for his ex-partner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, but no, no, you don't do He that. hasn't really learned his lesson. <laughs> Says it all, doesn't it? Says it all. Again, we, we love these people. I love Will Patton in this movie, but Jesus, I mean, what a terrible human. You should be ashamed of yourself. Before we get too far off, you know, the, the Bill, uh, Bruce Willis being able to do anything he fucking likes. Yeah. Ben Affleck brought this up, but I want to know who keeps the power ranking on fucking deep drillers. And- <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, I mean, Bruce Willis dresses down a guy that's described as the smartest man on the planet yeah. about constructing a drill. Yeah. And I know they say, oh, it's your, it's my, um, it's my fucking it's my patent. patent. But still, <laughs> he's he works for NASA and they're in awe of how smart he is. I don't know about you, but I am looking, when the bike says to me, listen, can you go up there? I'm like, 
No, I cannot. <laughs> I am not a spaceman. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you. I can't help you. Yeah. But the other, thing, the other thing is, as you guys are saying, this guy's the smartest person on the planet. And what, what he can't read, like, really just basic blueprints and builds the, like, the propulsion system on this drill backwards. Yeah. That, that's what they're basically saying. He's like, well, let me guess. You keep chewing up rotors. And he's like, yeah. Like, he's just blown away that this guy's so wise. <laughs> yeah, it's total shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. The entire sequence, including the whole thing about, and I know they're trying to sort of pass it off, yeah. it's like, you're fucking NASA. You've got other people behind you backing you up. Yeah. And they're like, nah, this is all we've got. It's like bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah. Absolute bullshit. Once we get Rockhound in there too and discover that he's just a genius that likes to do the job. Yeah, I, um, that, that I was mean, crap. He leaves he leaves again all these all these uh, all all of NASA's finest standing around like fucking Ralph Wiggum when he starts explaining <laughs> things. <It's> like, what? <laughs> I just slack George Yokel. Yeah. I mean, if a guy is that smart that the people at NASA cannot keep up with him, the government's paying him. The government's giving him a fucking blank check. Yes, I don't care if you like this job. You come and work with us. We'll, you can do it two days a week. We'll yeah. pay you whatever. Yep. We'll give you money. But for also, if he's that smart, he probably knows it's not okay to sleep with children too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd think he'd be able to work that out. He if he's that, that clever, you'd think he, his maths would be up to par there. But that shit is that entire sequence is so condescending. Where he kind of just says. Oh, how do I know where we are? Because I'm a genius. And you yeah, landed yeah. on iron ferrite. And that's why we were shooting for this thing. That shit would have been all explained well yeah, before. Yeah. Like, you're not yeah, a- please tell me the fucking, the, what was he, wasn't he a colonel, Willie Sharp? Yeah. Wouldn't he have been fucking briefed on what zones not to land on? Yeah. And totally understand that Rockhound has some knowledge, but it's just done in such a condescending manner that, oh, yeah, I'm a fucking genius. Yeah, but it's—I mean—it's unfathomable that he's that he is that smart that he can just come into a field that he is completely ignored. Yeah, and fucking know more about it than everybody else in in a week's time. And like, they use all these throwaway lines like, "Oh, you know, Rockhound, spacey but a brilliant something or other," you know, geophysicist or whatever the fuck he's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, that's not enough. No, me. no, I need more. I mean, we know that the guy—we've—we've we've been told that he's smart. But we know he spends all, every fucking free time, every bit of free time he has in a bar, mm. and he's not studying space. He's lost some brain cells. Fair <laughs> <laughs> to say. They could have used, like, Gruber or whatever, that other bloke that was on there, to yeah. say those things. Because he's a guy who's got knowledge. Or someone. I don't know. But some, yeah. Someone from fucking NASA, <laughs> perhaps. You <laughs> think that? so, yeah. That might work. Possibly. Possibly. Why is there machine guns? Attached, <laughs> attached to. Oh, I had that one. Yeah. Why does the armadillo have mini guns? Well, it's a Michael Bay movie, so we didn't know whether aliens were going to be on the asteroid. <laughs> Is that what they're expecting? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, but I mean, we have. They're explaining to us that there's parts of this rock that you cannot drill through with that massive fucking monstrous drill that they've constructed, with Superman constructing it. Yeah. But you'll be able to shoot some out of your way, <laughs> like. I don't understand, and the the armadillos are way too over over designed. Like yeah. they've got all these stupid kind of things, like the skulls on the gear shifts and all this kind of crap. I know it's meant to be because the the oil drillers got in there and they you know they they pipped it up yeah, for themselves. They personalised it, but it's crap. Like they get rid of it. There's no need for it. 
Yeah, I could especially d- after they they show that part where Bill, like, uh, sorry, uh, Bruce Willis is just like dragging bits and pieces out, like they're, they're ripping out cables <laughs> and like hoses and shit out of these high tech bits of equipment. They don't know what they're doing; they're just ripping it out because they've decided it's not important. Yeah, yeah take all these hoses out. This, this um, is su- this is surplus. We don't need yeah, this. It's like NASA, well, that was actually the, NASA put the a, whole propulsion system. NASA put a superfluous hose on their fucking armadillo. Yeah, something that goes in space, mate. You've removed <laughs> the hoses. That- Keep it fucking compressed so when it goes into space, you can work, you dickhead. That was the oxygen hose, Bruce. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations, you're fucking dead. Yeah. Fucking yeah. get your hands off it, sausage dick. You're fucking yeah. everything up. Yeah, that's what should have been said. Take your hand off it and let us deal with this. Now, I've got the secondary protocol. I said that I liked oh. the idea of secondary protocol. Yes. And I liked the fact that... We're suddenly tilted on an axis, and we're only going to have seven minutes to remote detonate. So they panic, and they decide to remote detonate the nuke. All fine with that, and the early part of that scene is okay. Mm. When Willie Sharp keeps, you know, going to secondary protocol, and Bruce Willis keeps saying, "Just, you know, stop and give us a hand," and all that. That's all fine, but then suddenly the nukes are, <laughs> and we are in. An absolutely shocking scene, as far as I was concerned. Mm. That whole sequence is so stupid. I mean, you've got a countdown timer on a nuclear weapon at 20 seconds, and you're sitting here giving a heartfelt speech about how you can hit that mark. <laughs> Can't talk about yeah. getting your hand off it. Yeah, I think Will Patton. I'll give you the speech after you've t- bloody... Dismantle the bomb. Will Patton seems to be the only one with his butthole clenched at that particular moment. Yeah. And, I mean, he's the one that likes to gamble. <laughs> he's likes to g- <laughs> gambling with the fate of the world it's on there. So, uh, it's so poorly done. Yeah. And for me, I think you could have done better with that sequence. Yeah. A little bit of a trim and a bit of rewriting probably could have made that much more acceptable. I think. But even the, the second, there are a whole plan behind the secondary protocol. They pretty much know with, like, 99.9% certainty that it's completely futile to even try to detonate the nuclear weapon on the surface yeah. of the asteroid. Yeah, exactly. They never so they never go to... Even as a secondary protocol, it's got to be just removed, and that it should be the only way we can get this done is if we get to depth. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't it be better to at least try and get it to 50 feet? Well, exactly. Like, exactly. Something. I think, and I don't know why 800 feet was the number, but if you get to 796, does that mean it fails? Yeah. Well, this is the. I mean, that's that they never went to the lengths to say this is why the president thinks this is a good idea. Because as you said, Gibbo, everyone in the entire movie has sort of come to the agreement, or Billy Bob has supposedly convinced them all that this it doesn't work. Yes. So why don't we have like, even even just a couple of scenes of the disagreement between, you know, Mr. MIT, smartest man in the world bar Rockhound, mm. and the guy that supposedly got the C plus at MIT disagreeing on the fact or something. Yeah. Because it's 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 pretty much stated as a fact. This will not work if you get it down to this point. There's no kind of there's no alternative point of view here that could still be considered by the president. But my thinking too is it's the last chance you you've got of possibly saving the planet. Yes. So you don't remote detonate the nuke on the surface. You don't exactly. have the opportunity to do that. So what you do is you say, we gamble. 
They're yeah. out of radio range. It's like gamble. It's, it's and I think that was the that kind of felt like the point. It had been established that it's eight hundred feet or nothing. Yep. So why are we going at fucking fifty feet? I think the, the, a better way to do it would have been to have they weren't having so many problems drilling, so we weren't blowing fucking rotors and and transmissions every five minutes. We're only we weren't only fifty feet deep. We were at the right depth. We were at a couple of hundred deep. Everything's going okay. And then that the whole thing about the we've only got seven minutes to remote detonate, and the the uh, you know people the president's advisors pull the trigger too early, right? Something like it could have perhaps been worked better that way. Yeah, because that's where some of the bloat is. Yeah. Oh, we blew a transmission. Oh, we've blown well, some rotors. It's not only that. I mean, it's, this is this is probably my biggest issue with the movie is that too much goes wrong down the stretch. I mean, everything that could fucking go wrong goes wrong, and it. It all happens in succession. I mean, we start with the fuel lines. As I said to you, I, I didn't mind that scene, mm. but in the context of the story, the fuel line stuff is fucking BS. Yeah. I mean, it, it's quite exciting to watch, but they get out with everyone and 90% fuel, and then we're just on to what the mission is. Yeah. So did we need it? Do you even need to fucking stop at the space station? Yeah, it's not really a necessity. It was really just to have an action scene. I mean, we've eaten a lot of we've eaten a lot of fucking bullshit to get where we are. That the drillers are going into space instead of the astronauts. I'm pretty sure we're we're not going to question whether they've got enough fuel to get where they need to go. Yeah, like, it just sort of it felt like the first in a in a long line of shit that that just kept on happening, and some of it didn't need to happen. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. You want to talk about eating a lot of shit too? How about Peter Stormare's fucking accent? <laughs> <laughs> what part of Russia is he supposed oh, to be man. from? I mean, he's the go-to. He's the go-to um, when you just need um, someone from that region of the world. And when I say that region of the world, it seems to be half the planet. And Peter Stormare. Has he ever go- played an English-speaking speaking role? Considering he's not Russian. <laughs> No, I don't, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> I think he's, only people have. I, I know, he's in Minority Report. He's in this. He's in. I think he's in one of. Is he in one of the John Wick movies? He but might he's be. always a Russian dude, and he's not Russian. No. Yeah, I'm not really sure why he gets typecast in these type of roles. I mean, he works. He works regularly. Oh, he's a, he's a very good actor. Um, he's actually in Swedish Dicks, and he's from Sweden. So there you go. He got there to play go. it once. Bingo. But that makes more sense. Yeah, his um, his involvement then adds another character that we can't seem to we seem to need to find some time for. And I'm not knocking Peter Stormare, and I got a couple of laughs out of Lev. Yeah, but it's ir- like you take out the sequence where they fuel up, you lose him too. You streamline a bit. Yeah, and then our first big action sequence in space is coming around the back of the moon and picking up the asteroid. Yep. You've, you've but then you don't have someone that can fix the ship at the end when it won't take off, and you need someone to hit it with a shifter. <laughs> I did you laugh need to at have that. his origin story, so you know that he likes to hit things with shifters. <laughs> I, I, I did laugh at that, but it, I'm, it was just another in a long line of things that didn't need to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, if I it, can't just, fire just, the bloody rockets, so we go. Yeah, we had we had the fuel line, we had. the thrusters on the second armadillo, and them jumping the fucking oh, that, canyon. That sequence is. Garbage. We had. We haven't got to that yet. Well, no. we had the gas pocket. We had the drills fucking constantly breaking. Then the one blowing up. Then we got the second one there, and then we get a fucking, we get a, 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 a an asteroid 
fucking shower, it just continues and continues and you're like, pick a couple of these things. Yes. Not all of them. It's like they felt that the more danger we put them in, them, the more you're going to care. Yeah, but the effect was the opposite yeah. because by the time yeah, you got nothing. to, by the time you got to, I mean, the second Armadillo getting there was pushing it, but I was like, okay, they've got there, we're back on track. Then the shower hits and I'm, I, it was eye roll. It was just like, come on. We've, seriously. So, Gibbo, give us your thoughts on the, the Armadillo, the flying Armadillo. Right. <laughs> right. So. We're talking about when when Athlete decides they're going to jump over the canyon of shard rocks, right? Like the yeah. So in theory, what they're talking about, they turn off the jets that give them the simple the uh, the fake gravity, basically pushes yeah. them down onto the asteroid. He's like, "We'll turn these off. We'll float over this thing." Yeah. Great. So if you're going to be floating with no ability to steer, maybe don't aim for the giant spire of rock that's the only <laughs> one sticking out in that whole bit that you're aiming for. But yeah. then when they hit it. And he's like, all I'll do is I'll hit the jets and it'll push us back down. That doesn't, it only works if you're still on the exact same plane and axis as when you left originally. If, you're, if your fucking armadillo is flipped over, which it's clearly doing, it's spiraling. Yeah, exactly. Kind of you hit the jets, it can push you away from the asteroid as well. Yes, correct. But there's no mention of timing it when they're facing the right way. At one point, they mentioned they're a mile off the asteroid <laughs> and his jets are going to push him back down to it when he just turns them on. <laughs> that, just fuck off. That, whole, that is so dumb. That whole sequence is just laughable. Just cut it. And for me, what I would have had was because to me, I want F, um, AJ turning up to be a surprise, okay? So what you'd, what you'd have is you'd have the crash, you'd have them get, to, get the armadillo, but then it's not working. Right, and then you cut away. You cut back to Harry and crew, and then they turn up and they follow the beacon. Because remember, he says there's something beeping, yeah. something beeping. Yeah. That's all you need. But we the don't problem, need to jump a fucking. <laughs> the problem with it, the problem with him showing up as a surprise is it just feels like Deus Ex. It just feels like you know. Yeah, it well, just, it just it just rolls in to save him when they need to be saved. So I can understand showing Affleck dealing with you know the ship going down and trying to get them there. Yeah. But it's just the, the the issue for me is yeah number one I don't I don't jump the fucking canyon yeah. canyon do something on a bit of a smaller scale but we we know the stakes are fucking huge yeah we know that if you don't get this done that the planet is gone yeah so we didn't need you to jump the Grand Canyon to get it done <laughs> yeah but yeah I, I I don't I haven't thought thought too deeply about how you would do it but I feel like. Not necessarily a surprise that he got there, but it's, it was just too fucking big. Yeah, I just don't think it's that much better the way they do it. Anyway, even if you see them, like, they sort of cut back and forth between the two armadillo crews yeah. and what they're dealing with. I don't think it's any better when he turns up exactly as they blow the other tranny on the other one and, and, and Bear blows, like, flies away into space. No. And then next minute AJ just yeah. comes up onto the... That was... Like, he's still up on top of a giant fucking escarpment. How does he even get down from there? Yeah. Well, he uses the thrusters again, obviously. He's fucking oh, sorted good. that out. That makes sense. <laughs> I reckon that's why I think it's better to have the whole everything was going well. The drilling was going well. And then they hit a gas pocket. The armadillo gets fucking ruined. And now they're sitting there thinking, well, what do we do? Do we pack up, get back on the ship and get the fuck out of here? Yeah. And have a bit of time between AJ turning up. Even yeah, though yeah. That's, well, that's let's talk about the timeline too, because you're talking about the drilling, right? Like if it was all going well, this would be better. So at one point, when when they go to a secondary protocol, they're, they're supposed to be based on their time frame to hit the mark, like with the least amount of time possible available. Like they're 
absolute minimum, if they're budgeting it, they're supposed to be at 200 feet at that point and they're at 56 feet. Yeah. So at what point did they make up all this extra fucking distance and time? Like all of that stuff that they, they put out as these big issues, it never actually causes any problem. Yeah, you're right. They put these ticking clocks on, but then nothing ever changes that because you, you need to ram home 150 feet in like a minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you, like, AJ turns up like, all right, we're going to push through. And he's like, 750. I'm like, hang on a second. <laughs> They're at like 160 feet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Where yeah. did the other 500 so, feet come from? There, there were ways, I think, to get around some of this, but it felt like they couldn't give a shit. It was kind of like... No, it's just, as Jared was saying, they put too many things in the way and then none of them, they actually never bothered to resolve any of them properly. They just hand waved them away and say, no, nah, it's all good now. Yeah, don't worry. The, the audience is but not... But then gonna... don't put so many in the way. You wouldn't have to do that. And yeah, look, exactly. we didn't question it 20 years ago. Yeah, no, like we, no, we should have. We might have questioned, yeah. but we, we just went, oh, yeah, we'll just go with it. But this, as I said to you, this was at a time in our lives where we fucking knelt at the altar of Simpson and Bruckheimer, <laughs> mate. Just, anything they did, we thought, oh, this is going to be great. Well, I <laughs> we thought, I thought well. fucking Con Air was a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> um, rock hound shooting up the camp. Like, yeah, the whole know. thing about him having space to it's mention. Just, <laughs> just, 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 I, love, I love how his sharp just says it so matter-of-factly. He's got space to mention. It's Why never been we... mentioned, do you? It's never been mentioned like at said, any point. We've got guns on the armadillo, but now we've got ones that you can fucking control manually. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Who's wasting the time to set up the guns? What do we think this is going to protect us from? That's never explained. Asteroids. This is another crew on the, the asteroids that we have to kill. <laughs> yeah, that. Oh, and shit. the thing about that whole thing is we've never heard about space dementia. Like, they don't even bring it up at any point during the training, anything. Yeah, I, so, wanted, to, I wanted to see. They kind of allude to it a little bit because they say something about um, being in space can mess with your mind. Yeah. That's why you have to do all these psychological tests and stuff. But yeah. That's that's a that's a bit of a reach to go from that to space dementia. But throw in a throw in then I mean, a what, quick little explanation of what space dementia is. Just say he's losing it. Yeah. Don't say. Well, I mean, they said Peter Stormare had lost it, lost it a little bit up there. <laughs> just say, yeah, Rockhead's losing it. <laughs> Bloody <laughs> hell, mate! He looked like Stormare looked like the least smartest man in the room. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see. Like, why didn't we get the sequence where? Um, we're in the we're in the president's office, and someone walks in and goes, "Mr. President, one of the astronauts has been shot." And he's in there going, "Why the fuck do we have guns up there? Who put the fucking guns up there?" Like, well, well, uh, Will Patton says that at one point he goes, "Why you got a gun in space?" Yeah, yeah he's like, talking about the pistol. <laughs> yeah, the little handgun. No mention of the minigun that's mounted with a remote control. Oh, no, that's all right. That's necessary. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a requirement. It's like, yeah, he never right, mentioned... So we've talked about the armadillo flying over shit. Can we talk about the other inconsistent fucking physics and gravity in space? Like, for one thing, like, in the in the fuel pod, obviously, that, that, there's stuff that's combustible in there, but when they're on the asteroid and stuff's crashing into things, mm. things are on fire, things are exploding, you need oxygen. Yeah. For ignition of, of that sort of stuff, like it doesn't, you don't just get explosions. And also, if something gets hit by something, why would it fall down and try and crush somebody? Yeah, it wouldn't. If it there's wouldn't no break gravity. off and fly away. Yeah, or even fall really slowly. Yeah. Like you'd be very like I get that stuff's flying on a different path, right? If, if it's on a collision course, that's different. But it, if some of the stuff is like big rocks that's sticking up off the asteroid. It gets hit by something and then just falls down with gravity on a gigantic bouncing big and thing like, falls and almost crushes them. It, 
Yeah, exactly. It's and or that that boulder that's like rolling over yeah. them. At one point, they just lay there like fucking wily e. coyote. Yeah, yeah that shouldn't stuff. you just be able to? Shouldn't just you know just be able to fucking give it a give it a, a little nudge back up into the yeah <laughs> so, you know, yeah yeah. It's, it's yeah. A there's a lot silly. of that stuff that just doesn't it doesn't make sense at all. The, the the way the asteroids at the start of the like I said I mentioned about little Richie, but those asteroids, if something the size of a basketball landed within I don't know probably a couple of hundred meters of you, you'd be vaporized if it was coming down like that. Like that's the way the impact with those sort of things would work. It's not if it was three feet away from you and it was the size of a fridge, it just makes a hole and you look like you, like you blew yourself up with a petrol bomb. That's not, yeah. that's not how it would end, you know what I mean? It's, they just they don't try and have any base in reality at all. Yeah, and again, if you cut back on some of that, I'm more willing to accept it. Do you know what I mean? I understand why yeah. they need, they want explosions and stuff in space and everything like that because they want action scenes that are kind of, you know, riveting. But if you if you if you give me a couple of scenes, I'll take that. But if you give me ten different sequences where all this bullshit is going on, I'm not going to swallow it. Certainly not now. Looking back on it, you yeah, know? it just it ends up being too much. It's, it's way too much. I don't know. Well, how, do, how do you guys feel about uh, what what I like to call bayisms, uh, like slow motion walking towards the camera, slow motion fat flags, American flags yeah. in the background of pretty much every shot. Too uh, much slow motion helicopters. Yeah, I, I like the I like the slow walk up to the launch in their in their suits, but it's all yeah. There's there's too much of it. I mean, I even noticed. Bay's classic sort of 360 shot around Billy Bob Thornton at one time yeah. while he's standing in, in the in the middle of the station when the first I think it's when the first ship gets torn to pieces. Yeah. Yeah, just too much. He and kind of doesn't that- know when to sort of pull back, knowing that no. you can use these and they will work in the right sequence. So I'm happy to have the slow motion stuff when the president's speaking and they're walking out to the shuttle and all that. I'm happy to have it there. Yeah. But don't have it all over the joint. And quite frankly, why did we have to see Club Hill again? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm not I said sure. when we watched Bad Boys, I love the look of the place, but I'm not spending five minutes in there. Yeah. My head had explode. I'm not sure. Yeah. Michael Bay seems to party in bloody big fucking dungeons with <laughs> thumping music. I'm not sure. I haven't been to one of those parties myself. But I want it. <laughs> no. um, yeah. It's the other thing too is why is it just? I mean, it's America just taking the lead. Yeah, and I get. Okay. Yeah, did, did no other countries want to have something to do with this? Like they do mention a joint venture yeah. between France, France Russia, Russia, China. They mention it at but, the launch. Yeah, but before that, Billy Bob says, "Oh yeah." Um, it seems to imply that they're almost keeping it under wraps. He's like, "This thing can be seen by eight satellites, seven of which we control." Yeah. I mean, you don't tell Paris to fucking evacuate or something, that, or, or you know, like I, I don't know exactly. They didn't go too deep into the danger that was that was posed, but surely you give Paris a heads up; they can fucking have a look at the sky yeah, yeah. and see if they need to evacuate. Something is out there, people, <laughs> and they keep it under wraps for quite a long time before they tell the world. Yeah, which seems strange, considering you've got eighteen days left. Correct. You need to tell the world now. Yeah. They they mentioned they want to avoid mass panic, but, but, like, really? That's not your call. When you tell them it's seven days to go, (laughs) you're still still mass panic. You still tell the government. You you might not tell it to the public, but someone someone in their government knows the top secret info for your eyes only, you know? Like, it's, yeah, I just, I found that a little bit odd. What about? While we're talking about other other countries that are involved too, 
when they do the the montage scene of people listening to you know fucking handheld radios and god knows what else i think a few of them are what reading some message sticks like <laughs> as if they're from the 30s um there's a lot of there's a lot of racial pro- profiling and cultural profiling going on yeah. uh all the asian countries people are wearing like their their, their little hats and eating rice and then you yeah. go to the guys in Italy laying on a Ducati motorbike with girls draped over him. <laughs> yeah, like, I like, saw all that. There, I think there's a guy in France oh, eating a croissant. Yeah, the surprised. guy in France is my favourite. He's uh, fucking weird up a ray. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, that's what I, it's like Team America <laughs> came in and fucking tried to do the, the, the racial profiling for all this sort of stuff. Like, oh, yeah, you know, if they're in France, they're going to have a croissant and a beret yeah. and this guy's going to be on an Italian I'm motorbike. I'm the Italian bloke on the motorbike didn't look up. We see him eating a slice of pizza, and he spits it out and goes, "Mamma mia!" or something like that. Yeah, with a big, yeah, big twirly mustache. Yeah, yeah. There was some sketchy stuff in there, yeah. like even just like the African countries. You know, the ladies are like the full uh, African queen thing with the beehive headdress, and yeah. it, it just people felt, live it felt in other like, countries that don't look like what you think they look it like. Kind of you know? felt a bit lazy. Yeah, because they just yeah, kind of goes, "Oh, look, we'll quickly go out there and wrap up a couple of sequences from another, you know, couple of countries." We'll slip it in amongst people, you know, in 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 the heart of America, you know, riding their their soapbox derby space shuttles and all this kind of crap. Like, yeah. it just it felt really lazy to put it in like that. Yeah, um, we missed the yeah. deleted scene with you know the Aussie bloke with the hat with the fucking corpse dangling from it, looking up, <laughs> going, "Oh, truth, love, come over yeah. this." They eating a bit of Vegemite toast. <laughs> I'm disappointed Michael didn't give us a run. Yeah, we didn't get a run there. And, yeah, the backdrop is the Sydney Arbor Bridge. Just directly behind him. Oh, God. I didn't have um, anything so else. So the only other real dislike I had, um, and this, this is very relevant these days, and this is probably why it occurred to me, but when these guys get back from this alien asteroid that they'd spent time on, mm. would they not need to quarantine oh. before they just came out and started hugging everybody on Earth? No doubt. <laughs> I, I, that, that was a bit of a stretch to me. Like, oh, we're not worried about like like alien bacteria or anything that could have been present on there. Yep. Mm. I would have thought, yes, they would have all had to have been quarantined. I mean, once again, it's just kind of like skipping over that to kind of give us a a moment. Yeah, and this movie has a lot of that skipping over key explanatory sequences <laughs> to give us a moment. Yeah, and I I think that's what I think that's what hurts it the most. Looking back on it. Well, you run with it for certain things, yeah. um, but then other ones, yeah, as you said, when we don't care to explain some of it that probably needed to, it, it hurts a bit more. Yeah, totally agree. I had one minor one about the, um, so the, the the testing and the, you know, the medicals and stuff in the middle is probably my, you know, my favourite, one of my favourite parts of the movie. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's an extremely long montage scene that doesn't push the story along. No, not really. In a movie that's... Well, because they, they all fail the tests and it yeah. has no effect on whether they go on the mission. Yeah. In a movie that's 200, 220 and you needed to cut something, I mean, number one, I would cut all the bloat at the end or cut some of the bloat at the end. Yeah. And that scene is funny, but as I said... It's, Cuts it's, down a little bit. It ends up... What, it's got to be at least 10 minutes long. I reckon, yeah. That sequence when you that. go through the medical and training and a couple of lines of Harry talking through his team and the yeah. line's like, ketamine, sort of testing positive for ketamine and all this sort of shit. Um, yeah, I think uh, I wouldn't change too much of that, but, I mean, shit, it's just a... It just shows the, the the thought that went into fucking trimming in this movie, I think. <laughs> As you said, Gibbo, it just showcases how fucking NASA was so desperate that these pricks could not pass the testing at all 
But oh, look, get them up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're the only ones. Yeah, that like, did, did no other countries have an oil drilling team that was any even remotely good that they could have turned to and said maybe these guys are a bit more? Yeah, did they stable? turn around and say who's number two on the power rankings behind yeah, Stamper yeah. this month? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, we got a bloke. In, we got a bloke somewhere else. He's only missed one job. We can try him out. Yeah, well. Why wasn't there other countries going, you know what, we've already got a plan of attack in place for this. We know about how we yeah, you know, we know how best to deal with this and we've got a shuttle crew ready to go. Ready to fly right now. Because it's in our risk assessments and stuff. There's none of that. I either. know why. I know why. Because there's no it's America, that's it's America, why. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's I didn't have any other dislikes anyway, that's it for me. No, neither did I. No, that's that's mine that's too. It. I think we've discussed them at length. We broke it down quite deeply there, fellas. That was Armageddon. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify and Podomatic. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia and at podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Podomatic. We're also on Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Our next episode... Keep an eye on our Facebook page um, to see what we've got coming up. Gibbo, good to have you back again, mate. Good to be back, mate. Uh, thanks for the invite. Like I said, I better than Rambo. Be better if it was a better movie, but that's not your fault this time. I'll, I'll let this one slide. <laughs> that was better than Rambo, though. Let's do a Rambo. Rambo oh, oh yeah. Everybody Buck needs to blood. buy it on Blu-ray <laughs> and watch it again. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd, yeah. We'd prefer not to go another fucking twelve months without having you on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair enough. We'll try and get you back in as soon as possible, anyway. mate. <laughs> try and get you back in as soon as possible. But until then, everybody, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.